1: Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. I don't think there's anything better in this world than a loving, stable family. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's the best. You've seen it. So how do you do it? How does it work? Gary Chapman's back with us. Gary's been a guest on our show over the years. He's an author, a speaker, a counselor, number one bestselling author of The Five Love Languages. His brand new work is called Five Traits of a Healthy Family. Gary, welcome back to the show.
2: Well, thank you, John and Kathy. It's good to be with you.
0: Always good to have you here, Gary. Um, So you've written so many five uh, love languages uh, books, and you've sold millions and millions of copies. Uh, Tell me why you decided to focus this time on family.
2: You know, in our culture, we have so many people who have grown up in a dysfunctional family, and they honestly have no idea of what a healthy family even looks like. Mm. And I've had so many of them in my office through the years who say to me, Gary, I just I don't, know, I don't know how to have a healthy family. Mm. So uh, I'm trying to help them as well as all the rest of us who maybe did grow up in, <laughs> in healthy families uh, have a healthy family ourselves. And so that's why I wrote this book, and my hope is it's going to help a lot of people have what they want to have, and that is a healthy family. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, you can see it, right? Uh, It's hard to define it in some ways. So, Garrett, when you look at a healthy family, is there a center point? This family does this one thing really, really well.
2: I think the foundational stone, and this is one of the five traits that I share, is that in a healthy family... We have an attitude of service. The husband has the attitude, I'm here to help my wife and serve her in any way I can. She has the same attitude toward him. They have the same attitude toward the children. And then they teach the children. In our family, we serve each other and we serve other people. So as the kids get a little older, they're involving those kids in serving other people and teaching them this is what we're all about, serving others. You know, it's based on the concept of Jesus, who said about Himself, "I did not come to be served; I came to serve, mm. and of course, to give my life a ransom for others." So, it's following that model. To me, that's the foundation stone. If we don't have that uh, attitude, uh, we, we we probably won't have a healthy family.
0: Gary, can you tell the story of the college grad who comes to you and says, "Hey, can I can I move into your house and
2: serve your family?" Well, this guy had finished college, and he was in our city. He had moved, really, with four other guys, and uh, they were living together and and had jobs for the summer. But he got a full-time job teaching in in public school. And he came to me at the end of the summer, and he said, uh, Gary, he said, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. He said, my father was an alcoholic. And he said, "I, I really don't have any idea of what a healthy family looks like. And would you be open of my living with you and Carolyn and your children for this year, so I can just have a picture of what a healthy family's like. Mm. And I said, what any sane husband would say, well, let me talk to Carolyn about that. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> So I talked to Carolyn, and as I talked and shared what he said, and she already knew John because he'd been coming to our house every Friday night with, with a lot of other students because. We had open house for for college students for 10 years at our house every Friday night. So she knew who he was. And she said, you know, Gary, that, that might be a good idea. Hmm. And I said, well, oh, how do you think it will affect the children? She said, well, let, let's talk to the children about it. So we talked to the children, and they thought it would be nice to have a big brother. And, and so I said, but, well, honey, where are we going to put him? We only have three bedrooms, and they're all full. And well, <laughs> she said, well... The basement is empty. We could put a wall down there and make a room. I said, well, yeah, we could. So (laughs) at any rate, after prayer, we did. And John came and lived with us for the whole year, and just we integrated him into our family. He was just like a member of the family. He had things to do, like he would wash dishes and other things. But he also observed our children, how Carolyn and I related, how we related to the children, they related to us. And he says, he hates to think what would it be like if he had not spent that year with us. Oh. He's gone on to do wonderful things for God himself with his family.
1: Gary, that's a great story. Former
3: CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit. And also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit and also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000.
1: So in the centerpiece of of it, which you made reference to is, uh, if the family's to be healthy, then the marriage has to be healthy.
2: Yeah, there has to be an intimate relationship between the husband and the wife in a healthy family. Now, when I say intimacy, a lot of folks immediately think of the sexual part of marriage. But it's far more than that. It's intellectual intimacy. The husband and wife share their thoughts and their ideas with each other. They discuss issues openly with each other. And they feel free to do that. And then they have emotional intimacy. They share their emotions with each other, positive and negative, how they feel about circumstances and what's happening in their life during the day. In fact, I suggest couples... Why don't you have a daily sit down and listen time and just tell each other two or three things that happened today in my life and yeah. how I feel about them, you know? So they build emotional intimacy. And then there's social intimacy. A healthy couple will do things with other people, you know, going out to dinner with people or having lunch with people or going to church or going to a ball game, or. but we do things with other people. And then we share what happens when we are not together, but we were with other people. Yeah. And so, you know, social intimacy and then spiritual intimacy, to be sure. And I don't mean preaching to each other. You know, I don't mean to say, I read this this morning in the Bible, and I think you need to hear this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I say, you know, honey, I read this this morning, and it was very meaningful to me. I, I just want to share it with you. It's sharing our spiritual journey with each other. And then, yes, there is physical intimacy. But if it's a healthy family, the husband have that deep, intimate relationship in every area, every aspect of life.
0: Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary, I loved reading in the book about what you thought marriage was going to be like and uh, how different it was than you expected. Six months into your marriage, you were in despair. Can you talk about it?
2: Yeah, and I'm really glad John did not ask to live with us in those in those uh, uh, yeah. stages of our marriage. He probably never got married if <laughs> you'd <He'd laughs> seen us at that stage. Yeah, you know. No one told me that we come down off the high of that in-love experience. I was always told, if you got the real thing, it's going to last forever. And uh, now we know the average lifespan of that euphoric state that we call being in love uh, is two years. We come down off the high. And uh, I, my wife and I dated two years before we got married. I came down pretty soon after the honeymoon. Hmm. And, and then we didn't, we didn't agree on stuff. You know, we had conflicts. And, and when you're in love, you don't think you'll have any conflicts. So we had no idea how to solve conflicts. I knew I was right, whatever the issue. She knew she was right, and we tried to convince each other. And sometimes we got loud, and we, we, we argued a lot. I remember one night, it was pouring down rain, and we were in an argument. And in the middle of the argument, Carolyn walked out the front door and slammed the door and walked out in the rain. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, this is bad. If a woman walks in the rain, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we had a lot of struggles in the early years of our marriage. And I I was enrolled in seminary at the time, I mean, two weeks after we got married. And I was studying to be a pastor. And here I am, miserable in my marriage. And it really did not turn around overnight. I mean, it, it it was a while before we turned things around. In fact, I remember when I said to God, I don't know what else to do. I mean, I've done everything I know to do. And, you know, my attitude was she won't listen to me, you know. And as soon as I said that, there came to my mind a visual image of Jesus on his knees washing the feet of his disciples. And I heard God say to me, that's the problem in your marriage. You do not have the attitude of Christ towards your wife. Mm -hmm. It hit me like a ton of bricks because I remember what Jesus said when he stood up after washing their feet. He said, you call me teacher and Lord, and you're right. But in my kingdom, this is the way you lead. The leader serves. Mm. And I knew that was not my attitude. You know, my attitude was something like, honey, if you listen to me, we'll have a good marriage. You know, <laughs> she wouldn't listen to me. And I, I just said to God, forgive me. With all of my study in theology, I'm missing the whole point. And I said, please give me the attitude of Christ toward my wife. Mm, in okay. retrospect, it's the greatest prayer I ever prayed about my marriage because God changed my attitude. And and three Three questions made it practical. When I started asking these questions, my marriage began to change. Simple questions. First of all, honey, what can I do to help you? Second question, how can I make your life easier? And the third question, how can I be a better husband? And when I asked those questions, my wife was willing to give me answers. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. She did, (laughs) and I started serving her. And within three months, she started asking me those three questions. And when you get it going that way, you're on the right track.
1: That's so excellent. So, Gary, uh, the marriage, of course, is at the center, and then the marriage bleeds down into the children. Uh, For a lot of people, they grew up with especially a father who was rigid and demanded respect. How do you raise children where there is a child who obeys but at the same time honors?
2: You know, I think we have to tie uh, those two together. First of all, parents should accept the reality that we are the authorities in the family. Children are not to be running families.
3: Former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the US dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit and also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit and also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing.
2: Call 800-900-8000. Just as God is our Father, God gave us some things He said don't do, other things He said do. And everything, every one of those grew out of God's love for us. So all of our rules and guidelines, children need them, but they have to grow out of our love for the children. We're, we have these for their benefit. And so we explain them to our children, you know, here's, here's the rule and here's the consequences. Just, just like God disciplines us if we do wrong. But that discipline should always be wrapped in love. First of all, it grows out of love, but the child should feel that love. So let's say you have a rule that we don't throw the ball inside the house. We throw it in the backyard, but not in the house. And if you do, here's the consequences. The ball has to go in the trunk of a car for two days, and you lose the privilege. And if you break something, we'll have to pay for it out of your allowance. So now the child knows the rule, and the child knows the consequences. So let's say the child throws the ball in the house and breaks a vase. The parent says, Johnny or Mary, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. You know, normally you keep the rules, but you know you broke the rule this time, and you remember consequences, right? And they are nodding their head and probably crying. And you say, Okay, let's take the ball and put it in the trunk of the car. And so you do. And you say, Now, I don't know what the vase will cost, we'll have to find out and take it out of your allowance. But listen, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud of you, because usually you follow the rules, you give them a big hug. And that child walks away, knowing that what happened, the consequences they deserve. And, and so they learn to follow the rules. So it's it's a loving attitude, not a dominating attitude, not a hateful attitude, not yelling and screaming at the kids, but wrapping the, the discipline in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, God, we know God disciplines us and he does it for our good. So, you know, he's trying to get us back on the path. And that's what we're doing with kids. Excellent.
0: Gary, the the challenge of being consistent is just, it never ends with kids. It really yeah, doesn't. Yeah. My husband and I were out for dinner uh, just last week, and it was a family restaurant. So it was like, there, you know, children were totally welcome. It certainly wasn't a quiet place. So there were kids all over the place. But we were um, at a table next to a family who had two little kids. And it was really remarkable because... Um, one of the children would do something that their parent didn't like and the parent would say "Joey if you do that again we're going to have to leave the restaurant" and of course Joey would do it again and the dad would say would look at the dad looked at the mom and said I, "he doesn't listen to me i can't do anything with him" mm-hmm. and so the same thing happened with the other child and with the mom and you could see that the whole system was completely non-working faulty yeah Yeah. because every uh you know every condition wasn't met every standard wasn't met and there was never a consequence
2: yeah yeah and so kids learn you can do what you want to it doesn't matter what they say they're not going to do what they say and so the child grows up to learn I can do whatever I want to do now you put them into adulthood (laughs) we have literally thousands of young adults in our country and that's where they are they do what they want to do. Yeah, you know, they don't have any respect for authority outside the home because they didn't have any respect for authority in the home. Yeah. So we have to be consistent in, in the in the consequences. And don't don't say something like we're gonna leave the restaurant if, if indeed you're not gonna leave the restaurant, you know. Uh, so make make the consequences try to fit the crime. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you one more question, Gary. In kind of in that same vein, what about uh, I I for some reason I've seen this a lot more lately so I don't know if this is a societal trend but I see a lot of parents who are talking about their kids to other adults in front of their kids yeah. like yeah. like you know one parent looking at a friend and saying <clears throat> I you know do I, I don't know what to do with Carolyn mm-hmm. like Carolyn yeah. is just she, she won't listen to me or Carolyn always does this at this time of night well, that's or whatever humiliating. It, it's humiliating and I I feel yeah. like it's weird that they don't think that kid hears that.
2: Yeah, I think you're exactly right, you know. Now, if you want to say something good about your children in front yeah, of other people, it's good. You know, say, you know, little Mary here, I'm telling you, this gal is a smart gal, and she does her chores at home. I'm proud of her, you know. Well, that's building her up, you know, and encouraging her to do her chores or whatever it you is you've, you've affirmed her for. But no, to put a child down in their presence in front of other people, that's humiliating for the child.
0: Gary, there's so many questions that we could ask you. If we could only have you on speed dial 24-7, we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> but in lieu of that, I don't think he's willing, John. No. Uh, I do want to recommend the book, Five Traits of a Healthy Family by Gary Chapman. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you, Kathy. Good to be with you, and John. Keep up the good work of helping people.
1: Thank you, Gary. You And too. you as well. What a great ministry. I mean, you see it. You know you it. You know it. A yep. healthy family, five traits of a healthy family. This is excellent work. Gary Chapman.
0: Find out more at the website, Languages.com.
1: Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.